Talk Radio. is rearing his fugly head as the globalists now set their sights on the next phase of human enslavement via climate change indoctrination. Scientists telling us that we are in uncharted territory. This group has come together to try to figure out, okay, how do we deploy the funds necessary to invest to create the new clean energy economy? First ever special presidential envoy for climate. Mr. Kerry, you're sitting in a newly created position, but from all of the research that I've done in two years, you've largely managed to avoid any real oversight or accountability in that position. But the truth is, because of the lack of transparency, no one really knows exactly what it is that you are representing. Kerry's private jet emitted more carbon in one flight than your family car will in your entire lifetime. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just, honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. Mr. Secretary, uh, in, in exchange with Mr. Mills, you uh, just testified under oath that you never owned a private jet. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to enter into the record an uh, article here from February 15th of 2023 that the John Kerry family private jet was sold shortly after accusations of climate hypocrisy. Uh, Mr. Secretary, do you stand by that testimony Not that you've never I, owned or I personally, your family? I your family. personally, yes. My wife owned a plane and sold the and plane. You flew on That's that plane. All of my trips are commercial Have airlines. you flown on a private jet in a personal or official capacity since you've taken this position? Possibly once. Kerry acts as a ringleader to the Mockingbird media and the many in the U.S. Capitol going rogue for the new world order inside the halls of our republic. The idea that there's not global warming, I think, can't be denied by anybody anymore. And uh, we're doing everything that we can to tackle the root causes of climate change. This is why the Inflation Reduction Act is so important. They've already announced in her office that once... The public is will be open to it. We're going to start focusing mainly on climate. So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. You look at the storms. You look at the disasters. And if you're if if you're still denying uh, the impact of climate change and the impact of billions and billions of Americans uh, pumping uh, carbon in, into the atmosphere, you're living in an alternate reality. You really are. Do your part. Actively declare the New World Order's climate change ruse dead on arrival. Why do you think 195 countries in the world? They're prime ministers, they're presidents. Because they're grifting like you are, sir. <sighs> we work out that the planet is already at net zero. About 3% of all emissions on planet Earth are from humans. The rest come out of the oceans, some comes out of um, mammals breathing out like ourselves. I'm breathing out 4% carbon dioxide, and some of it comes out of volcanoes. So you can do some very simple calculations to show that we are being fed an enormous load of rubbish. And to make matters worse, if you look back in the past, we can see from looking at the past that every time we've had an ice age, we've had more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than now. 
So it's clear that carbon dioxide cannot drive global warming. You're saying the government has created weather tampering techniques so that the, quote, new world order will be able to starve millions of Americans. Worldwide. Millions of Americans and to control the rest. Yes, sir. And that's my belief. As bizarre as that sounds, when if somebody had told me that that equipment even existed 10 years ago, I would have thought they were nuts, sir. And as bizarre as that is, it is proven and documented. We will supply you with those documents. As bizarre as that is, I would say that weather wars, and this is uh, quoting actually Senator Claiborne Pell himself, that they are the greatest weapon ever created in the world, and that's the senator's own statement. So, yes, I had to do stand on that. John Baum reporting. All right, folks, you can find that on band.video. John Kerry, NWO Grifter, exclusive report from John Baum. We'll be back on the other side to do your daily dispatch. Stay with us for this Monday morning broadcast. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's Monday, July 24th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Okay. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Happy to be with you here this Monday morning. We have a lot to discuss. Of course, we'll be taking your calls throughout the show as well today. On Sunday evening broadcast with Owen Schroyer. I realize I don't think we'd been, I don't think we'd hosted a show together like since I began American Journal a couple years ago. So it was fun to get to chat about stuff. Also, a big uh, congratulations to uh, Greg Reese for his uh, five-year anniversary here at InfoWars. We'll show you his newest video a little bit later. But we have a lot to discuss from Ukraine to political corruption to Twitter, which is now X.com. Sort of odd, but we'll get into it. Take your calls about all of these topics and more. Let's begin today as we do every day with our Daily Dispatch. Here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 24th of July, 2023. Zelensky blames failing counteroffensive on lack of munitions from the West and delayed training. Despite the row at the row at this month's NATO summit in Vilnius caused by President Volodymyr Zelensky's angry tweet in which he was accused by Western powers, especially the U.S. and U.K., for showing ingratitude, the Ukrainian leader is once again lashing out at his backers. This time he's blaming the failing counteroffensive on lack of munitions and delayed trainings from the, uh, training from the West. Quote, we did not have plans to start it in spring. Uh, I'm sorry, we did have plans to start in spring, but we didn't because, frankly, we had not enough munitions and armaments and not enough brigades properly trained in these weapons, Zelensky told CNN's Fareed Zakaria via a translator in an interview which aired Sunday. He also complained about training programs set up for Ukrainians to operate advanced systems, which are being sponsored and hosted in European countries under NATO guidance. Kiev has long pressed for more expedite, uh, expedited timeline on receiving U.S. F-16 jets as well. But training has been delayed for this as well. Set to begin next month. Give the man hundreds of billions of dollars in armament, including banned cluster bombs. It's not enough. It's your fault. 
that the long-awaited counteroffensive has completely failed to achieve its goals. Though I was seeing articles saying Ukraine had taken back 50% of the territory Russia had uh, taken over, but I think that might have been a lie. But we'll get into it a little bit more later. After all, if, it, if there's one thing that the Russians are good at, it's retreating. Just ask Napoleon, or Hitler for that matter. Meanwhile, a leaner, meaner DeSantis campaign faces a reboot and a reckoning. Throughout the spring, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida and his advisors waved off his sagging poll numbers with the simple fact that he wasn't an actual candidate for president yet. Two months in, however, his sputtering presidential campaign is still struggling to gain traction. Allies are complaining about a lack of coherent message about why Republican voters should choose Mr. DeSantis over former President Donald Trump. Strategic fissures have emerged between him and his own political team and the enormous super PAC that will spend tens of millions of dollars to help him. His Tallahassee-based campaign has begun shedding some of its more than 90 workers they'd hired, roughly double the Trump campaign payroll, to cut swelling costs that have included $279,000 at the Four Seasons in Miami. Now his advisors are promising to reorient the DeSantis candidacy as an, quote, insurgent run and remake it into a leaner and meaner operation days after the first public glimpse into his political finances showed unsustainable levels of spending, including a taste for, per- for private planes and fundraising operations that are alarming- alarmingly dependent on its biggest contributors, and that did not meet expectations. So, and we'll, cover, we'll continue to cover this as, as we move forward. DeSantis just got to be one of the biggest, just announcing his candidacy alone had to be one of the biggest political blunders of the century. After all, he had really unwavering support, really fanatical love from everybody in the MAGA campaign. He was like, he he was Trump's obvious successor in this, right? He's taken all of Trump's ideas and platform and made it work in Florida, having massive success there. He could have ridden that wave all the way to the presidency in four years. Instead, he decided to take on the king, and now he's paying the price for it and really souring the taste in our mouth. You know, he could have been great, could have been something spectacular. Instead, he is going to go down as an also-ran. Very sad. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden's former business partner is set to confirm Joe Biden's involvement in corrupt deals. This from the politicalbrief.com. Hunter Biden's former best friend and business partner, Devin Archer, is expected to testify, testify before Congress this week, revealing that Hunter would include his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, in meetings with overseas business partners using speakerphone. Archer is scheduled to share instances where Joe Biden was either physically present or connected via speakerphone, while Hunter introduced him to foreign business partners and potential investors, New York Post reporter Miranda Devine reported late Sunday. Archer's testimony is anticipated to shed light on the relationship between Joe Biden and his son's business dealings and the involvement of foreign partners. One meeting involved Joe Biden, uh, one meeting involving Joe Biden reportedly took place in Dubai, on December 4th, 2015, after a board meeting of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which paid Hunter $83,000 a month as a director, Archer will detail how after dinner he and Hunter met with one of Hunter's friends at the Four Seasons Resort Dubai at Jumeirah Beach. During this meeting, a senior Burisma executive named Pozarsky 
urgently asked to speak to Hunter. Hunter then called his father on speakerphone and introduced him to the Ukrainians. So, yes, when it comes to the Bidens, the whole corrupt facade is crumbling. And I just hope that we can use this as an opportunity to unravel all of the corrupt activities of the elites, such as the Bidens and the Pelosi's and the Carries and the Obamas and everybody else that had their interest in Ukraine. Meanwhile, from Zero Hedge, serious doubt about COVID-19 vaccine safety after forced release of 15,000 pages of clinical trial data. Conservative public interest advocacy group defending the uh, advocacy group defending the republic has obtained almost 15,000 pages of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial data, claiming the data show an utter lack of thoroughness of the trials and calls the vaccine safety into quote serious doubt. Yeah, serious, serious doubt about the safety of the vaccine. Serious doubt. They're having serious doubt about the safety of the vaccine. Okay, just, just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. I mean, have you seen the death rates? Have you, have you taken a look at VAERS? I just love when they come out with articles three years after we know that the vaccine is not just completely ineffective, but actively killing people. I love when people announce that they have doubts. <laughs> we have doubts about this. Oh, okay. As a result of the successful Freedom of Information Act litigation against the U.S. FDA, the group recently announced it had obtained and is releasing nearly 15,000 pages of documents relating to testing and adverse events associated with, quote, spike vax, Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine. Since 2022, the group has, involved, has been involved in litigation against the FDA relating to the production of data submitted by Moderna in support of its application for federal regulators for approval of its vaccine. As a result, the FDA agreed to produce around 24,000 pages of the Moderna records by the end of the year, with 15,000 pages being the first installment. Of course, they wanted to keep all of this data secret for 75 years because it's evidence of the genocide they're carrying out. So that makes sense. Makes sense you don't want that evidence public. Finally, we have this. Still not quite sure what to make of it. Elon Musk's major rebranding Twitter name will change to, quote, X, bird symbols to disappear. Yes, folks, if you go to Twitter.com at this moment, there's a big X top left of the screen. That's the new logo, I guess. Sort of very bizarre. I say I kind of like the Twitter logo. And I don't I don't know if this major rebrand. I don't know. I really don't know what to make of it. I think Elon might be new coking us. I think he might be coming out with new coke just to revert back to Twitter eventually and, and have everybody praise him. With all the craziness in the world, the collapsing borders, the war with Russia, the insanity, the, the, the currency devaluations, the economy going crazy, you are crazy in my view if you don't get high quality storable food and water filtration and self-defense. Now, we're not selling guns and ammo. That's for you to go out and get for yourself and learn how to use if you haven't. And I'm preaching the choir on that. But a lot of people got plenty of guns, but they don't have enough storable food or water filtration. This is something you need now. And we've got it in the food department and in the high quality water filtration department. The highest quality food, the best water filtration at the lowest prices you're going to find and still get quality. Infowarstore.com is running a special right now for 10% off on all storable food and on water and air filtration. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot beat this deal. Our prices are already the lowest. At 10% off, it's an insane deal for a limited time. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and get prepared while you still can. In the short time we have, I can't get into all the incredible ingredients and super female vitality. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about the ingredients, look them up for yourself, and then understand this is cold-pressed herbs, so it has a more powerful effect on the body. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Super Mel Vitality is selling out. It's an incredible formula for stamina, energy, libido. Only a few hundred bottles left. But the good news is we have several thousand bottles left of Super Female Vitality. That's the same formula. It boosts men. It boosts women. It works great. But women like pink labels. Men like different color labels. So it works for men as well. It's the same formula. It's an incredible formula. And it funds our operation. And here's another important part of the overall information it's 50 percent off for a limited time so get your super female vitality for men and women at infowarstore.com right now for 50 percent off and it funds the infowar super female vitality 50 percent off for a limited time at infowarstore.com you're listening to the american journal watch it live right now at band.video Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. Quite a bit to talk about today. I didn't realize this. Okay. I I did realize this, but then I I thought I had it wrong, and then I had it right the first time. Apparently, Greg Reese, he posted this video, The Origins of Transgenderism Revealed. And this was his first report from five years ago. I thought it was a new report. But no, the origins of transgenderism revealed was the first report Greg Reese did five years ago. Presciently predicted the truth behind the transgender movement. I want to go ahead and go to this. You know, Time fl- time flies when you're having fun. I can't believe it's been five years since Greg Reese got started here. I can't believe it's been six years, seven years since I started here. Who knows? It's been a while, though, and InfoWars just keeps trucking along because, after all, our audience knows that we've dedicated ourselves to the just presentation of reality to doing the research doing the investigations following the truth wherever it leads us regardless of who wants us to stop or where they would rather we spend our energy so as a, as a congratulations to greg reese for five years of taking a battering ram to the matrix i want to go now to the origins of transgenderism revealed the first video ever by Greg Reese for InfoWars.com and Band.video. Since five years ago, I started my work with InfoWars. The following video is my first report uploaded to the InfoWars YouTube channel, which was deleted two weeks later. The whole channel deleted. NBC News has been under fire for their strange attempt at normalizing two parents 
experimenting on their three-year-old twins by refusing to acknowledge their gender. The mother says her twins have no idea if they are male or female, and that they have no idea if other children are male or female. The father is nervous to discuss it with them, and when they do, they will tell them that gender is something that's fluid. Despite the fact that only 0.3% of the population identify as transgender, and 40% of them end up committing suicide, these parents have decided to risk the mental health of their own children for an experiment of gender fluidity. Gender fluidity, the theory that there is no such thing as biological gender. Where did all this madness come from? Psychologist John Money, who claimed that heterosexuality was a superficial concept while advocating for what he called affectional pedophilia, is the man responsible for today's controversial gender studies. He believed that gender was learned as opposed to being an innate part of biology. Money's John Joan case has been celebrated and pushed to support the practice of sexual reassignment surgery, when in reality, it was a complete train wreck. The John Joan case involved a young boy named David Reamer, who in 1966, at the age of eight months old, suffered a botched circumcision. Dr. Money persuaded the boy's parents that sexual reassignment surgery would be his best option for living a healthy life. The child was surgically castrated at the age of 22 months, given hormone treatments, and raised to believe that he was a female named Brenda. Part of this experiment involved John Money forcing David and his twin brother to simulate having sex with one another, while David would pretend to be a female named Brenda. He also had the boys strip off their clothes and inspect each other's genitals while he photographed them. And he claimed that this was important for a healthy adult gender identity. He published several papers claiming the reassignment was successful, writing that the child's behavior is so clearly that of an active little girl and so different from the boyish ways of her twin brother. But David's side of the story was completely different. Unsurprisingly, David Reamer claimed these experiences were deeply traumatic, and at the age of 15, chose to live his life as a boy once again. And things ended badly for both brothers. The twin brother, Brian, developed schizophrenia, and both of them suffered years of severe depression before each taking their own lives. Brian overdosed in 2002, and David shot himself in the head with a shotgun in 2004. He was 38 years old. It's child abuse. And if we continue to allow the unrelenting state to stay their course, then we will see the end of the organic family as we know it. In Austin, Texas, this is Greg Reese reporting for InfoWars.com. Origins of Transgenderism Revealed, that's the name of that video at band.video and InfoWars.com. Again, we've been on the forefront of covering this for the entirety of the this type of madness has come out, and it's important to look back at where these ideas come from and why they're pursued with such rigor and like real abandon, you know, just absolutely 
inhumane activities going on. And yet, I guess that's required because what you're doing is inhuman. What the entire concept is, is an inhuman concept. It's against nature. It's against God. It's against reality itself. So I guess you're going to have to commit some crimes against humanity in the pursuit of this ridiculous madness. And it's, it's, it's honestly funny to me how, diff- how, how different boys and girls are. I mean, it's such a ridiculous thing to say, but, you know, you've got all of these people who've grown up on the Internet who are now in their 20s or 30s. They don't have any kids. None of their friends have any kids. I guess I could see if you were that dislocated, if you were that separated from basic humanity, like real humanity, not some digital facsimile of relationships and interaction with other humans, you know, maybe you could maintain this delusion. But for anybody that actually deals with little kids, it's like the difference between boys and girls is biological and undeniable. Even just... You know, between twins, if one's a boy and one's a girl, it's just their their personalities are so wildly different and directly related to their gender. I mean, it's all just absurd. And that's sort of the point of all of this, right, is that all of their beliefs, all of the leftist madness has to be taught to people. It has to be forced on people. It has to be the product of propaganda and indoctrination because honest observation of reality completely contradicts everything they believe so that's what it's all about it's about separating people from reality it's about ripping people away from what is and forcing them into a matrix where nothing is real nothing matters nothing is permanent nothing is natural or good just everything is subjective everything is manipulatable it's wrong and evil When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of bee pollen, a gigantic dose of highest-quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now. 40% 40% off at InfoWorkTour.com and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWorkTour.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products that empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off, about to sell out. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, this is the American Journal, InfoWars.com, band.video. We'll open up the phone lines nice and early for you today. Let's go ahead and open them up right now. We'll just take your calls throughout the show today. As after all, there is a lot of news to cover. There's nothing really that's taking the world by storm, nothing that we 
necessarily have to focus on. We'll give you updates as to what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in the Biden corruption camp, right? Talk about some of the uh, newest COVID-19 vaccine safety data, as well as just your typical smattering of topics from LGBTQPRS, LMNOP, as well as the climate scam and so much more. Lots of videos to show you as well, all that can be found at InfoWarsStore.com. But we'll go, and open, go ahead and open up the phone lines right now for your calls. That's one 789 2539 Give us a call now at American Journal, one 789 2539 Taking your calls throughout the show today. Just... Let me just remind you first that the Patriot Pride Month is still going on at InfoWarsStore.com. You're getting up to 60% off our top-selling products, very deep discounts on many of our most popular supplements, as well as the air filters and water filters. I believe it's 10% off storable food going on right now. Also, Silver Bullet is back, the colloidal silver. Colloidal silver, it's, it's one of those, it's like you go... It's nostalgic for me almost. It's like one of the first things that I learned about as, you know, an alternative health supplement of some sort. I still remember probably being in high school or maybe early college years hearing about colloidal silver. Really? Silver? You take silver? That just seems so strange. And then you learn about all of the incredible properties and all of the things it can do. And there's a reason why colloidal silver has been so popular for so long. And Silver Bullet is the best on the market, a real standard bear. It's InfoWars Life, colloidal silver, and it has returned. Silver Bullet at InfoWarsStore.com right now for only $24.95. You can get your hands on this really iconic supplement that has been unavailable for so long. And of course, keeps us on the air, keeps us in the fight keeps us fighting back against the globalist madness that we're constantly being confronted with. One thing I want to do today is go over some of the comments that I've gotten on Instagram of all places. Because I don't know what it is about Instagram, but it actually gets our information out to people who wouldn't normally find it. Things like Twitter... It's basically if if people subscribe to you, then they get the things you post. Otherwise, not so much. We've discovered since starting to do these little short edits on Instagram and TikTok. TikTok is an interesting case in and of itself because it's almost completely random how many views you get and, and who sees it. But Instagram, we're really having a, a powerful impact. It's, it's odd. It's like... Awesome, but very strange. I mean, doing this, you know, adding this extra step on top of everything that we do of trying to edit particular reports into these little bite-sized chunks to share to people, it's, you know, extra work, but it's definitely worth it because the information is getting out to people that otherwise wouldn't see it, which is a double-edged sword because obviously people that agree with us and understand what we're saying are being introduced to us as a platform or as an outlet, which is a good thing. But then you also get 
a bunch of comments that you don't get on my Twitter feed. People disagreeing with us, people confused by what we're saying, people who just stumbled upon our video somehow and find it objectionable for one reason or another. And so I want to sort of address some of these comments because I think what they do is illustrate what we're up against, really. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to play the video first, but as an example, the latest video that we did, it, it was just the, the sort of rant that I went on last Friday where I'm just asking why people don't care. Why don't you care that your kid is being perverted in elementary school? Why don't you care that the border is open? Why don't you care that you can't go downtown without feeling like you're going to be assaulted by some homeless drug addict? Like, what? why are people okay with the degradation? Why are, why, what has happened to them? What has convinced them that the decline and, and downfall of our civilization is somehow either necessary or good or like unavoidable? How do people just be okay? Like, how did they become okay with having their quality of life lowered, like in real time, in full view of everybody? And so I'm listing all of these things off, right? I'm just saying, why don't you care that the board is open? Why don't you care that your money isn't worth as much anymore with inflation absolutely skyrocketing? We got a, I got a very interesting comment from r.odr underscore. I don't know who this person is. They say, these aren't even similar talking points. You can't just put all the BS you think is happening together into one conspiracy. A couple interesting things about this comment. One thing, the thing, the things you think are happening. I just think they're, I, just, I think they're happening. They're not actually happening. I just think they're happening. Right? That alone sort of gives you an insight into who these people are, where their mindset is. I can just point to obvious realities, both statistical realities as well as just things you can observe in your own life, and people don't believe it's happening. Why not? They don't think the border's wide open. They don't think the economy has been afflicted with inflation for the last two years. They think that their money is still worth as much as it was two or three years ago, like obviously these things are happening. So like that alone is kind of a strange way to phrase it. Just again, obviously these things are happening. But then I think this points to a real roadblock people have on like even understanding what InfoWars is all about. Because if you can sort of keep all of these different issues in silos, if you can think that all these different problems are, are each have an independent and totally unique cause behind it, then how are you ever going to solve the overarching problem, which is everything that we're describing is a part of a design, a plan, a set of policies that has been implemented by the World Economic Forum and just people at the top of the pyramid who are doing this on purpose. And again, it makes me sort of see America as a company that's been sold and is just being liquidated, is just being cleared out, sold for cash. Like, if you didn't know this was, your company was going through this, and you're looking around your office, and you're like, oh, they've, they've really downsized the janitorial staff. Like, nobody comes and takes our trash out. They only come every couple days now. They used to come every day. That's, that's kind of weird. And also, you know, we're not able to go on trips anymore. They've, they've shut down the company credit cards, and 
you know, we used to be able to go on these lavish trips and we can't, we can't do that anymore. And, and you know, there's the bringing in these new managers that are seem an awful lot like hatchet men. You go, you know, I think there's one thing that answers all that. I think our company was sold and we're being liquidated. Your fellow employees are like, that's crazy. No, that's nuts. No, the janitorial staff got shut down because of this. And then we can't go on trips because of this other reason. Then we get, how are you going to solve the overarching problem? Another way to look at it would be like, if you have a bunch of different symptoms and you're treating each symptom as it must be its own sickness. And really you have one sickness that's giving you a lot of symptoms. You have one cancer eating you from the inside and you might have uh, lethargy and also skin lesions and also, you know, discharge, you know, like all these different symptoms. And if you refuse to acknowledge that all of these symptoms might be coming from the same source, then you'll never cure yourself of that sickness. You'll just continue to go down separate rabbit holes, never actually discovering what lies at the heart of it. So like this, I think, is a major roadblock we need to get over. People need to realize all of this is interconnected. We finally have our original best-selling colloidal silver back in stock. With the supply chain breakdowns and all the problems of the economy, we could not get the highest quality colloidal silver for almost three years back in stock. But now we've got it. 30 parts per million from the top lab. We've got a limited shipment. Hopefully we'll have a lot of it in the future. But if you want to experience and have in your medicine cabinet, have in your preparedness arsenal, High quality colloidal silver from the best manufacturer. We have it right now, private labeled under the name Silver Bullet at InfoWarsStore.com. Limited supply, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet. Research colloidal silver, find out what a game changer it is, and then get yours at InfoWarsStore.com. Silver Bullet, back in stock, 30% off. InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you. Because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's a thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, we'll go out to your phone calls very shortly. We first just cover this major story, Infowars.com. Bill that would push for online ID checks is scheduled for markup this week. The Senate Commerce Committee will convene on Thursday to deliberate the contentious Kids Online Safety Act, a bill that, if passed, would cause platforms to introduce 
ID verification for users and significantly reduce privacy online. Despite the law's admirable aims to regulate the way online platforms display content and ads to under 17-year-olds, the implementation could potentially jeopardize privacy with platforms potentially needing to to introduce ID checks. Senators Richard Blumenthal of Kentucky and Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee initially relaunched the bill in May. The law calls for online platforms to adopt reasonable measures to mitigate the known risks associated with underage users engaging with social media platforms such as online bullying, depression, and eating disorders. However, the enforcement of such measures would likely necessitate stricter ID verification to identify the age of users, raising valid privacy concerns. Ironically, the act calls for the highest levels of privacy protection settings for teens and compels platforms to disclose all commercial endorsements. Platforms advertising to minors would also be required to provide clear labeling on all ads, clarify why specific ads are targeting, uh, targeted at minors, and make all commercial endorsements transparent. These provisions, while designed to protect, could ironically lead to invasive scrutiny of minors' online activity. Platforms advertising minors would also be required, uh, or rather the proposed law would not mandate parental consent for teens using social media, but it would require platforms to inform parents about their children's account activities. This move intended to protect younger users also prompts questions about the potential for overreaching surveillance. Now, this is kind of a, a tricky point, right? Because obviously you don't want the government being parent being the parent right in china they have this i don't think it's necessary you would think that i really think that the solution to this is like educating parents i don't know it sounds like such a such a a lame thing typically this is sort of a, a leftist talking point it's like you just need to be educated about but honestly parents just need to be informed and educated about what the effect of technology is the effect that technology is having on their kids. I think parents just don't realize what's going on. They are, I, I don't know if they don't care. I don't know because you would think like parents would just have a vested interest in their children, not being subjected to pornography or, or whatever. But I don't know. A lot of parents seemingly don't care about that sort of stuff. I was talking to a a friend, a friend of a friend, sort of. Was hearing about this, this woman, she has like a four year old kid, and the woman's like, "Yeah, she she has trouble falling asleep." It's like, really, what time does she go to bed? Like, ah, like you know, she just lays in her crib, looking at you know, watching YouTube until one in the morning. It's like you just leave your kid with a internet connected cell phone in her crib when she's trying to go to sleep. She's four years old. It's like, it's not illegal, I guess. It certainly strikes me as child abuse. Definitely not good for the kid. So you've got like all these kids with like unfettered, unsupervised access to the internet where they can see all sorts of horrible things, completely disturbing and messing up their mental faculties for the rest of their lives. And it's like the parents are the one doing it to the kid. The parents are the one giving the kid the phone and have fun, you know, search whatever you want, look at whatever you want. No parental controls, no nothing. So it's like, you know, I don't need my child's internet to be protected by the government. 
but what do you do when you have this massive think should I talk should I talk to okay what is this article I found porn on my 11 year old's phone should I talk to him 11 years old on the iPhone his dad and I are divorced have not yet had the sex talk with him at all yet my question is do I talk to him yeah I don't think he needs the talk I think he's seeing the real life examples online and then there's stories I've heard of like teachers in elementary school where the school gives kids laptops as part of their you know school supplies and because they're school laptops the teachers can actually see what all the kids are looking at I don't even like it's like too early to even talk about I don't even like talking about this stuff but But it's crazy what these teachers see the kids are looking at. Seven-year-old kids watching hardcore pornography until four in the morning. Can, it, can a civilization survive such a thing? I mean, do we, where, where does, does privacy lie in the balance when you've got little kids whose parents don't care and whose schools are providing them with the technology that they can then use to access this stuff? I mean... I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know where you go from this. I think my solution would be something like Bitcoin, some sort of decentralized uh, identification program where you can have an ID number that like verifies your age but isn't connected to you personally. You know what I mean? Like if, if we could have some sort of process by which there was a what's the term a bit chain a blockchain like a blockchain anonymous but still connected to you personally sort of like id number and i think you could use this not just for accessing the internet but even if you wanted to get rid of racial biases or affirmative action in job applications like what if instead of a name on an application it just had a number and so you couldn't tell what the person's race or gender or anything was, but you knew it was that person. Like, is there some way that you can still maintain your privacy while also be able to actually have some sort of barrier in place to stop little kids from going on websites they shouldn't go on or being sold things they shouldn't be sold? I th- I'm sure there's a technological advancement that human beings could come up with that could solve this issue. Because I'm not about to, you know, use my social security number to access Amazon or anything like that. Like, if that's the way this is going, then all you're going to do is encourage the tech entrepreneurs to find ways around it. All you're going to do is really increase, like, VPN sales or fake ID sales or something of the sort. So I re- there's got to be a better way to do this than just introduce kids to all this stuff and then say, oh, to protect the kids, we have to now have some sort of biological marker on you that guarantees your ID so you can get online. Again, not sure how we do this other than to go after the big tech companies themselves. The Senate will be reviewing the Children's and Teen Pri- uh, Online Privacy Protection Act on Thursday, 
While the law aims to prevent websites and apps from collecting extensive data from 13 to 15-year-olds without their express consent, it raises similar concerns about the potential invasion of minors' privacy in the digital sphere. So again, just, just like in China, it's like liberty is a responsibility. To be unfettered by the government means you have to not be an evil scumbag, right? You have to, as a parent, you have to look after your kid or else the state's going to have to come do it. Like, they just have to. As a parent, you have to not let your kid be downloading hardcore pornography on their phone or else for the sake of society and for the kid itself, government has to step in and be the parent for you. So this is like the process that America is going through right now. So everybody is abdicating their responsibility, not actually disciplining kids or monitoring their activity online. And so the government is faced with like a crisis of mental illness caused by this crap. And the government has to step in and protect from it. Same thing with video games, right? In China, video games, if you're a, under 18, you can't play after 10 o'clock at night or whatever. You're limited to 45 minutes a day of social media. So they have that like embedded in their phones, which is good for them, right? Kids probably shouldn't be on social media more than 45 minutes a day. It's not necessary. It's not positive. It's not good for them at all. But do we really want the government doing that? Is that not something that the parents should be responsible for? And if the parents don't know or don't care of this negative effect that it's having on kids, is it the government's responsibility to step in and do it for them? I mean, this is the process that we're going. We're abdicating our personal responsibility, and it is by necessity being picked up by people that actually don't care about you but are going to use it to control you. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of bee pollen, a gigantic dose of highest quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now. 40% off at InfoWorkStore.com and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWarsTour.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products that empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com. 40% off, about to sell out. tuned in to the american journal with your host harrison smith watch it live right now at band.video all right welcome back ladies and gentlemen let's go out to your phone calls now we have jack in dallas texas calling in about andrew tate thanks for calling in jack you are on the air what, what is your take on the tate brothers or andrew specifically uh thanks for taking my call um my issue with tate is i feel like conservative commentators are totally ignoring all the facts. The Tucker interview was embarrassing. Um, he's admitted to rape. There's a video of him abusing women. He admitted to going to Romania to escape 
prosecution. And everyone just ignores that. And we just say, he's great. He's just being persecuted by the Matrix. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty ridiculous, too. I I mean, we've um, not been exactly super complimentary to Andrew Tate on this program. Uh, Yeah, we've seen those videos. And I mean, look, it's a. I don't know. It's a weird. I'm I'm not into Andrew Tate. I don't know. I I know. You know, there's a lot of people like that. I I just feel like. Go ahead. I I just feel like there's in the past. I I can't speak to you specifically, but like other influence hosts have kind of defended Tate in the past. Um, I mean, if, if. Forget the rape, forget the abuse, videos, all that stuff. He's a pornographer. Like, it's just like, right. he's disgusting. Like, I don't understand why all these conservatives are just coming out on this defense. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the last time we talked about Andrew Tate, it was uh, the video that you were just seeing on screen, if you're a television viewer, in which we um, talked about how gay it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, yeah no, it's, oh, yeah, I forgot about this too. Yeah, he, he's like saying he will sleep with a dude. Like, I mean, what, what, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not a uh, healthy person to emulate. Let's just say that, right? Like, this is the weird. This is the weird thing about it. It's like everything that he's into is like liberal. You know, it's this idea of like sleeping with a lot of beautiful women, and it's like. Okay, or you can find one beautiful woman and make sure she's also, uh, you know, chaste and virtuous and then have babies with her. How about that instead? I mean, it's this weird, like, false dichotomy between Andrew Tate, the, like, playboy uh, materialist lifestyle where it's, like, private jets and yachts and fast cars and, you know, wanting to make people jealous of you, but having no substance and the other strange part is, is that the other strange part is that i'm looking on youtube and like it's all the liberals who are the ones who are critical of them i mean right. it's, like i don't understand like it's it's like you have people who are more upset about the barbie movie than a guy who's admitted to rape like <laughs> i don't understand yeah and uh you know there, there's this whole concept of like the the lover boy method of entrapping people but yeah. if, yeah, I mean, if you're honest and straight up with somebody and they agree to come do something for you and then like get cold feet and change your mind, like there's nothing, something prosecutable about but, that. Yeah, on top of that, on top of that is he says, I'll give you 50%, but then he says, oh, I lied. Hey, I'm taking 20% for taxes. So right. I can steal from them. Like he's, I mean, he's just a garbage through and through. Like, right. Once you, yeah. Yeah. I'm not into manipulation. I'm not into being a pornographer, not into like being flashy and like showing off your wealth. Like it's, you know, something to actually be proud of. It's like kind of pathetic and childish to me. That being said, I know a lot of people are just, it's, it's like a, it's a dearth of, of positive masculinity in the culture when all men that we're presented by the mainstream media are just pathetic, sissy, simp, weirdo boys. Like, yeah, obviously somebody that's just unapologetically masculine is going to get a lot of following. So I understand the attraction. I understand why people would uh, be gra- you know gravitate towards him because he he is right about a lot of stuff. He's very good at expressing you know, a lot of his ideas. 
but at the end of the day, unless you're a billionaire, that lifestyle is... You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. an amazing reality show I just thought of this just now if Andrew Tate and Hunter Biden were best friends I feel like they have a lot of similar interests with one another like maybe maybe they'd get along great maybe that's a reality show that the world needs right now the Hunter Biden Andrew Tate team up could be good could be very good after all they're both whoremongers so there's that we have actually a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to hunt old hunter biden and joe biden seems like it's finally breaking through the one thing i don't want to happen from this is that well, I really don't want him to, to get away with all of it, but I also don't want to waste the opportunity that the Republicans have right now to unravel the entire corrupt establishment structure. Because when you start really putting a magnifying glass to Ukraine and the corruption there, you know, it'd be like picking up a rock, all the, all the insects scattering from underneath, turning on the light, watching the roaches scuttle under the refrigerator i mean ukraine has been a din of corruption for the last several decades and it's not all hunter and joe it's the carries and the pelosi's and the romney's and the mccain's they're all getting paid under the table they're all using their position as american politicians to enrich themselves and their families at the expense of the taxpayer the average citizen and the country of Ukraine. And again, maybe we just need that historical perspective. We can look back several decades from now, what's going on in Ukraine to have a clear picture of it. Cause we're right in the middle of it. Now it's hard to see the forest for the trees. But the fact is that we may very well be on the cusp of, if not actively diving into world war three, in no small part because of the corruption of the likes of the Bidens in places like Ukraine. So again, we'll get into this a little bit later. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to Ukraine from the failed counteroffensive to Burisma and Hunter Biden and the looming threat of exposure that Devin Archer represents. We'll get into all of that a little bit later. We'll get into the climate scam. We'll probably talk a little bit more about the change of the Twitter logo as we move forward. Let's go out to your phone calls. We have a lot of callers calling in. We want to get through as many as possible today. Let's go to Chad in North Carolina. You want to talk about how to kill it on TikTok and Facebook. Go ahead, Chad. You're on the air. It's Chaz, but that's not the most important thing. Uh, Sorry, Chaz. Before... Before I talk about the algorithm, anyone listening who has a TikTok, you need to go and follow 
All I do is Owen at All I do is Owen. Get him up to ten thousand followers because I want to see him act like an NPC again. I thought he said a thousand uh, followers. I thought he already hit that benchmark. He did that. I caught him on his live stream, and he was begging for digital pickles and <laughs> acting a fool. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Owen has Owen has a new TikTok. We have a new TikTok. Infowars has a new TikTok. Uh, we'll see how long they last, but uh, again, they won't this last is, long. I'm on my fifth TikTok account. That's well. That's a great thing about TikTok is banned. you you can just just create a new account really easily, and and it's not like having a ton of followers actually translates into getting a ton of views. It's it's not that simple. I think I have over ten thousand on uh, on TikTok at this point. Still, some of the videos I put up get like three hundred views. It just depends on whether the algorithm wants to promote you or not, it really is blatant on TikTok. You know, how popular a video is it has nothing to do with the quality of the video or whether people like it. It's 100% whether TikTok decides to uh, show it to everybody. And that is determined by what you're talking about on it. So it's, a, it's an interesting platform, but just like Instagram, it is helping us to break through into the mainstream, break out of the digital ghettos that they've tried to entrap us in. So we'll continue to uh, advance through that enemy territory. So what what advice do you have, Chaz? All right. So between Facebook and TikTok, they know who you guys are. They have you programmed into the algorithm. So if you want to post a Reese report or download another downloaded video from Bandai Video, or if you screen record it, you have to crop the image down to where you cannot see the words Infowars or anything anywhere. You can't allow that banner to go across the screen, and if the length of the video leads into an ad, crop that part of the video out, because as soon as you upload it, within five seconds, it will be taken down because you are, quote-unquote, promoting a hateful organization. Oh, yeah. And so uh, hateful. if we have Internet IDs, I'm going to prison because, according to guidelines, I'm a super bigot, a racist, and all the above. Yeah, of course, of course, because you like freedom. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I haven't been on Facebook in years. I don't even know how that place operates anymore. So I'm not even interested in that. I think it's a dead platform, mostly. But TikTok, Instagram, these things are interesting. And uh, yeah, it's not just advice for us, obviously, right? This is advice for you as well. This is the beautiful thing about InfoWars. You can go out, chop up a video, upload it yourself. You can get a million views and make money on it good do it we don't care we just want to get the information out there but then there's this double-edged sword this you know it's a good and a bad where we have to crop out the infowars logo we have to crop out most stuff so you know if the point is getting our information out there to drive more people to infowars.com to awaken more people and show them the truth then we need to be able to advertise ourselves on the videos but we advertise ourselves on the videos then the algorithm hits us so we use things like mad max uh, world.tv and band.video, which is still not quite as highly censored as the InfoWars logo or, you know, altering Alex's voice. So the algorithm can't pick up on his voice signature. Uh, so we're doing all of these things and hopefully and trusting that the people watching, if they are interested, can follow those URLs or click through and discover the source of this information because we can't exactly have our logo plastered all over it without getting removed. But thank you for that advice, Chaz. Uh, very good advice for anybody that wants to help us to spread our information there on the internet.
Let's go now to Maddie Tomatoes. Maddie Tomatoes in New York. Thanks for calling in. Maddie, you're on the air. Yo, this is Maddie Tomatoes. What's going on, brother? I snuck in there. Yo, uh, yeah, I just want to say, uh, I got a question for you. If, okay. uh, if, you wear lip- if you wear makeup, a wig, and stockings, are you a tranny? It depends on the, on the situation, but certainly there's a lot of trannies that wear those things, yeah. Do you believe that um, the dandies, like George Washington, were the first trannies? Uh, no, no. It was uh, quite quite a different world of back then. Hmm. Oh, well, if you look into them, it's a little peculiar, their history and their connection to the whole um, movement and the people that... Um, were being extradited to save them from persecution for being gay by the church. And they were good friends with a lot of them. And you had, like, Abraham Lincoln used to sleep in bed with a security guard. I'm just saying we have to, <laughs> as a society, if we really have to work, uh, as a Christian nation, remember the false idol thing? Because no. I think they're goofing on us. All right, th- and they th- got th- us all bowing down to training. That's a, you know, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually an, an interesting thing, because it turns out that the more your society permits homosexuality and, and alternative sexual lifestyles, the less open your society truly is. It sounds counterintuitive, but if you look at like Middle Eastern countries where they will literally throw you off a building for being gay, all the men are <laughs> holding cool. hands with each other, right? All the men are like <laughs> hugging each other and like holding hands with each other because it's like, it's like when little kids like hug each other. There's, there's no sexual overtones to it at all, so it doesn't make people uncomfortable. Nobody's like, oh, well, I might look gay if I do that. It's like, well, if gay's not a thing in your society, then you don't have that concern, and you can actually be sort of lovey-dovey with one another, and it's purely heterosexual, and it actually lets you be closer to your friends, and it's something we're missing, so I'm scared of looking Info gay. InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation, and so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation, and you can make it one-time or recurring, you have a little profile there, cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it, you just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees that are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4 sales going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us 
and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. a few more of your phone calls before we tackle some of these big stories. A lot of people have very interesting topics they've called in about. Let's go to Tove in Ontario. Go ahead, Tove. You are on the air. This is American Journal. Go ahead. Hi, Harrison. Good morning. I really enjoyed your show last night with uh, Owen. And I do agree with your side that those seven dwarfs are pretty creepy. I I was shocked. If in case people missed it, Owen Schroyer had not seen the image of the seven dwarves from Snow White. Had not seen that promotional image. So we we showed it to him live on air to get his reaction. And he he wasn't shocked. He was like he was like, "Oh, I think that looks it was it was mind-blowing to me because of how bizarre that whole image was." So, but that yeah, it was it was very fun last night. Owen and I hadn't been on uh, you know, hadn't been behind the desk together for you know, a couple of years. So it was, it was fun just to sort of chat. I'm, gl- I'm glad you enjoyed it, Tiff. Yeah, you two look really relaxed together. It's fun. And it was funny. Any, anyway, I called in because I know you guys were also talking about Elon Musk. And the way I feel, my, my viewpoint comes more from the line of David Icke, where I don't believe anything and I question everything. And uh, uh, as far as Elon Musk, I know he... He was born in South Africa, and he lived in my country for a long time, and his his mother is rumored to be kind of a witch. And I think, like, all billionaires, especially the billionaires, they didn't get that way being a good guy. So I think he's playing, I think he's just playing us. Well, the, the, What's your take? The difference would be, like, it determines... It's uh, how did you become a billionaire, right? Did you become a billionaire by like working your way up in a in BlackRock and now you're just, you know, own everything because, you know, you've been given it because you have infinite money or did you actually invent something that made you a billionaire, right? So in Elon Musk's situation, he at least created products that transformed industries and, you know, brought him wealth and, and riches because of the usefulness of the things that he invented, like PayPal or SpaceX or Tesla. You know, these are actual tangible things that he did. So I, I have more respect for him than a lot of other people. Then again, you could say the same thing about Bill Gates, except if you look back in the 90s at what Bill Gates was doing or, or similar to Jeff Bezos, it was a lot more just like ruthless uh, corporatism, you know, just monopolizing certain industries, not necessarily innovating at all, never coming up with anything original or new that everybody had to get their hands on, but still having a talent in projecting market forces and being able to take advantage of those. So I think Elon Musk has done it the right way, right? He's not a billionaire from a billionaire family. I mean, his family was wealthy, that's not where he got his riches. You know, similar to Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a billionaire, but he did it by building skyscrapers, like actually having to do things for it, taking risks and those risks succeeding. They could have failed. I mean, he could have built a building and nobody wanted to rent out the apartments and he, you know, failed in the 90s, in the 80s and we'd never heard his name uh, throughout the wider public. So 
I don't think being a billionaire instantly makes you a bad person. I think it matters how you became that that billionaire, whether you are like George Soros and you're just manipulating currency to, to crash economies and then, you know, buy up the pieces, right, in the most despicable and manipulative way. Or if you like, what has George Soros ever provided to anybody? What has he ever done like what product has he ever come out with? What advanced technolo- technological advancement has he ever made? Like nobody's life has ever been improved by George Soros ever. It's never happened, right? He's never invented or sold anything. He just manipulates the market and makes millions of dollars, billions of dollars off it. So it's like that's bad. But if you create a, you know, if you create Twitter, you know, if you're the if you're Jack Dorsey and you had an idea and, and worked hard to program a, a website that just took off in popularity and became a massive platform, you deserve your billions, in my, in my opinion. You've provided something. You've created something that nobody else did. You took the risks nobody else was willing to take, and you've uh, gotten success from it. So Elon Musk is more in that category for me. Doesn't mean he's good, but also – but his billions, I don't think, means he's bad necessarily. I think his uh, – you know, the other thing is that he's clearly – I talked about this with Owen a little bit yesterday too, and since then I've seen some evidence to it, is you know, since PayPal, he's had this idea of X, the everything app, and that's what he's trying to turn Twitter into. He doesn't want Twitter to be Twitter. He wants Twitter to be YouTube and Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and PayPal and WeChat. Like he wants it to be the platform where uh, you sell things and buy things, where you go shopping, where you watch – TV, like he wants it to be everything. And so this to me just shows his forethought, shows his planning years, if not decades in advance. For example, uh, PayPal was originally called X.com, I believe. They changed the name to PayPal, but, uh, you know, X has been his thing for a long time, Space X, right? So, you know, clearly this has been a long time coming, and I guarantee you that when he bought Twitter a couple years ago, I mean, it took years for him to even buy Twitter. I mean, all of this has been planned years in advance and he's rolling it out for us, but he's definitely not making, he's not flying by the city, uh, seat of his pants. Let's just say that. So again, I like Elon Musk because of the tangible positive effects that he has. And also he's just the type of industrialist entrepreneur that built this country in the first place. I mean, he is in the same mindset as Edison and Ford and these people that actually transform the world as we know it because their ideas were just better than other people and because they were inventing things that weren't around anymore or weren't weren't around previously. So I think he's uh, an inspiring figure, especially when it comes to things like Tesla and uh, really reimagining what you could do with the electric car. I, I, th- I think he's a cool guy. I like him. But thank you for that call, Tove. Let's go to Judy in Florida. You say uh, you have some ideas about why people don't care about what's going on anymore. Go ahead, Judy. You're on the air. Well, I mean, um, it's good morning. And uh, I wanted to say that I really enjoy your show uh, just as much or more than I, I do, Alexis, because you've really come into your own. I think you've always always been stellar, but you are, uh, I don't know, you, you've honed your craft very well. Um, what I was going to say is that uh, it seems as though, 
and I, you know, Lord knows when it began. I think it was probably back in the 60s, but we've been demoralized. Mm. And uh, I don't think COVID uh, did anything to help anyone, and I think it was extremely destructive. And just to give you an example, I watched one of my customers die of isolation, mm. literally. I would go in on a monthly basis, and I would see her deteriorate. Because all she did, because of, you know, you couldn't go anywhere, and her family was out of town, and, you know, you, it was hard to do visitation anyway because of, you know, the, the dreaded germs. But she stand there, she sat there and just uh, deteriorated. Um, so, I mean, I think that there's a lot that's been done to us, uh, not just COVID, but, uh, you know, many other scenarios that have just demoralized us. Yeah, COVID just think, uh, know, just accelerated everything, but I think you're exactly right. We'll, we'll comment on that on the other side. Stay with us, folks. We finally have our original best-selling colloidal silver back in stock. With the supply chain breakdowns and all the problems of the economy, we could not get the highest quality colloidal silver for almost three years back in stock. But now we've got it. 30 parts per million from the top lab. We've got a limited shipment. Hopefully we'll have a lot of it in the future. But if you want to experience and have in your medicine cabinet, have in your preparedness arsenal, high-quality colloidal silver from the best manufacturer. We have it right now, private labeled, under the name Silver Bullet at InfoWarsStore.com. Limited supply, 30% off, InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet. Research colloidal silver, find out what a game-changer it is, and then get yours at InfoWarsStore.com. Silver Bullet, back in stock, 30% off, InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. A lot to cover here today, taking your phone calls as well. Demoralization, there's definitely an aspect of demoralization that's gone on, as our caller Judy was saying. I think more of it has to do with, I guess what you'd call normalcy bias. The way I see normalcy bias is if it hasn't happened yet, they don't want to talk about it. And once it happens, it's just, you just get used to it. It's just the way things are going. You don't oppose it. You don't argue against it. You just accept it and act like it's always been that way. Again, very bizarre. Very odd how they've done this to us. Right? The classic thing is just like, yeah, they're, you know, tell some some boomer like, yeah, your your grandson got put in a dress in preschool. They're just like, huh, Whew. sure is different than I was a kid. <laughs> you see the game last night? You know, it's just like, you don't care. No, you, you really can't be bothered to ask questions about this. And again, once you ask questions, once you start asking why all of these things are happening, you eventually get to the heart of the matter, which is all of this is a program. It's by design. It's on purpose. None of this is an accident. 
I mean, you have to try to be this bad at what you're doing. You know, here, here's some little examples for you. Why, why is crime spiking to such a massive degree? Why, when we at least had crime under control, we at least, you know, had a civilization that was moderately safe for a very long time. It's the term 7-Eleven nationalism. The idea that you should be able to go to a, a corner store at 2 o'clock in the morning and, you know, leave your girlfriend in the car with it running, run in to grab something and, and not feel like you're about to be attacked, like feel safe even at 2 in the morning. But now there's this idea that's just like, oh, you just can't go out. You just can't go out anymore. You know, it's kind of like when a bunch of Muslims move into a neighborhood in Germany and they or Ireland and they start putting up flyers saying, uh, women, don't go out after six by yourself anymore. You might be attacked. It's just like, you have to, you, is that normal? Is this a normal way to live? You are just scared to go out of your house at nighttime? That's not normal. You should be, should be perfectly safe walking around any part of your city at any time without, like, you don't deserve to be attacked because you're out at night, you fool. Like, there was a time where that was not a risking your life doing something like that. But now it is. Now it's, it's a regular thing. It's almost like if you get attacked, it's almost like your fault because what were you thinking? Going into a neighborhood at night? No. You're not allowed to do that. The criminals run the streets. And the thing you need to realize, like if you, if you were convinced that it's impossible to do anything about this, then you're not going to do anything about it. If you realize that the solution to this is as simple as arresting the criminals, then you have to ask why they're not doing that. The Economist has this story. What the world's budding autocrats are learning from El Salvador President Bukele is gutting democracy and being applauded for it, right? They're very mad that this man is locking up the criminals. They're very angry that he is revealing to everyone how easy it is to defeat crime, even in a situation significantly worse than the one in America. They say outraged liberals must admit that his crackdown has brought benefits. Most touted as a plunge in the homicide rate, which fell from 51 per 100,000 the year before Mr. Bukele took office, to just 8 last year. From 51 to 8. And they even detail how people would pay protection money to uh, the gangs in the past because nobody would be convicted for crimes. If you went to the authorities, they would do nothing to help you. And now they say, quote, Today's neighbor- today neighborhoods are calm and business folks have mustered the optimism to open new shops, hence Mr. Bukele's rock star popularity. So like they know he's having massive success. They know it's having tangible, positive results. They know that everyone who's not a ruthless criminal is in favor of what Bukele is doing, but they're gaslighting people into thinking that this isn't worth it. It's not worth it. Somehow he's you know, bad for locking up criminals, throwing away the key. Which is odd because the alternative to that is this. Random violent crime skyrockets in D.C. Robberies are up 59% and violent crime up 36%. 
Washington, D.C. has experienced a surge in random street robberies in recent weeks, with criminals ambushing their victims outside bars, libraries, and on busy sidewalks across the city. According to the Washington Times, these seemingly random attacks come with a surge in violent crime in the first six months of the year. According to Metropolitan Police data, robberies are up in the city 59% and total violent crime up 36% from this time last year. Some of the robberies have turned into fatal shootings in recent months. Joy Zuckerman was a 27-year-old bike messenger who was shot and killed Saturday in an apparent attempted robbery. Another cyclist, Zabrina Valenti, told the Times, I hate the narrative of, oh, D.C. is so crime-ridden. She added, but at the same time, you do have these absolute nonsense, out-of-nowhere, irresponsible people. It almost makes me wonder if they realize that they have the potential to take someone's life away. Of course they do. They don't care. What they do care about is being punished, but they know they're not going to be punished. So now they don't care at all. Police noted that robberies happened quickly with a car pulling up to the victim, showing they have a gun, and then moving on. This resulted in four people being robbed in six minutes on Saturday alone. Police arrested three 18-year-olds arrested earlier this month after police say they robbed six people, including one White House staffer, in less than 24 hours. The way that's worded is a little bit odd, but it seems like um, they get arrested for robbery and then are out on the street the next day and continue to rob people. Again, they just, they know this is the way. They know that this is the way it goes. We showed a couple weeks ago the audio of the uh, person who paralyzed a mother. It was a young mother at a ATM, gets robbed, gets body slammed to the ground. He breaks her spine and paralyzes her for life. And then he's on the jail phone going, I'm not going to get any jail time for this. They don't put people like me in jail for violent crime. I can do this and get away with it. Like the criminals perfectly understand what the judicial system is doing at this moment. And they're taking advantage of it. People act like criminals aren't human beings. Like they aren't choosing, you know, they aren't weighing positive and negatives. They aren't determining risk versus reward. Of course they are. And when you take away the risk, all they have is reward. Like, okay, we're going to rob this person. If I succeed, I get all their money. If I fail, I get a little slap on the wrist, maybe some parole, whatever. I can just ignore it, move on. I'm not going to get caught. Nobody's going to snitch on me. Nobody, you know, the police aren't ever going to really have the time or resources to investigate me. I'll probably get away with it. Even if I don't, the, you know, judges will feel sorry for me because I'm a, I'm a young black man and I won't be facing any punishment. They know this perfectly well, so they take advantage of it. This was a horrific video. I'm not even going to show you because it really is bad, but it's a New York City EMS worker stabbed in an ambulance by, quote, emotionally disturbed patient she was transporting to the hospital. An EMS worker was stabbed by an emotionally disturbed patient as she was transferring him to the hospital Wednesday night. According to police and law enforcement sources, the Mount Sinai West first responder was stabbed in the arm and leg in an ambulance around 9 p.m., cops and sources said. She was taken to the hospital and is in stable condition. The suspect was arrested at the scene at West 58th Street and 9th Avenue. Police and sources said the alleged stabber was emotionally disturbed. He was initially picked up by EMS at West 94th Street and Amsterdam Avenue on a cardiac arrest call. Further details not immediately available. I wonder if this is the type of thing they're learning when they say this. Kentucky requires nurses to take training on structural racism and white-splaining. Kentucky requires nurses to take training on uh, structural racism and white-splaining. The Kentucky Board of Nursing mandated that nurses take this implicit bias course to recognize the history of racism in healthcare threaten discipline for failure to do so.
been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million, highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses. Back in stock, limited supply, InfoWarsStore.com, 30% off. And it's a very limited supply, but we have it back. InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver. The InfoWars Life Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver has returned. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. It's got thousands of reviews, five-star reviews. Infowarsstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarsstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some turbo force, some brain force, and some brain force ultra. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, let's go back to your calls. Daryl in North Carolina has comment about Ukraine war and our conflict with Russia. Go ahead, Daryl, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Um, I just wanted to uh, bring up uh, two years ago in June, uh, Joe Biden, he gave uh, Vladimir Putin a list of 16 critical infrastructure uh, entities that are off limits in case we get into a war. What did he know? Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, no, I, I do remember that. It was, we made fun of it at the time. It's like very weird. Like, please don't don't attack these places. If you attack these places, it would really hurt us a lot. Please don't. It's bizarre. Right. And, and I mean, so I'm starting to think that these skirmishes, this Ukraine war and all these wars are just really set up for the military industrial complex to test out their new weapons and then try to sell them to each other. That's what I think it is. And then they scare everybody. They get mercenaries to go die in these wars and then use this equipment and then say, hey, you know, the Russian missiles worked a little bit better than the U.S. ones. And so the guys in Saudi Arabia, so I'll buy the Russian missiles. So what do you think? I think that this may be a military industrial complex trade show. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And, you know, with drone technology and, and all the new technology we have, I mean, this does it, it follows this pattern that is the same thing that happened in World War One and World War Two. Is it? It does. It almost seems like a testing ground. Prior to World War One, it would have been the uh, 
uh, Russian-Japanese War, where a lot of the new technology was tried out. Prior to World War II, it would have been the Spanish Civil War, where a lot of these new technologies were tried out. So yeah, this is, it really does seem like the prelude to, you know, wider scale world war and they're learning how to use the new technologies in weaponry that they have. I think you're exactly right, Daryl. I, I don't think you're off the mark whatsoever on that. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Tim in California. You say there's an open secret report, uh, open secrets report on teachers union contributions. What's this about, Tim? Yeah, they say that it's 99.6 Democrat versus 0.4 Republican. So are these, basically 100%. And these are teachers' union contributions or teachers' contributions? Teachers' unions. And, of course, for scale, the National Education Association is the largest labor union in America with more than 3 million members and hey, that's more than twice the size of the Teamsters with the UPS threatening their strike. And that doesn't even include another 828,000-plus members from the other teachers' union, the American Federation of Teachers, which is headed by Randy Weigarten. And you might remember that former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on more than one occasion named her as the most dangerous person in the world. Mm. So, and by the way, on that note, you know, it, it, they they come up with all these great ideas, like all the lockdowns for COVID and all this stuff, and they're teaching all this crazy, you know, 100 varieties of sexuality and all that sort of thing. Uh, on Capitol Hill Wednesday, Republican Congresswoman uh, from Florida, Kat Kamek, she, she started doing this uh, gender reassignment hearing and gender-affirming treatment for minors, and she wanted to play a video from one of the doctors that actually is doing these surgeries. And in as many words, he's explaining, hey, we don't even know what we're doing. We're just kind of ex- experimenting on your kids for money. And, and the Democrats all walked out on this. So they're real good at ramming this stuff through, but when you want to give them a taste of their medicine, we're going to have to walk out. I can't see it. It's like holding up the cross to the Linda Blair in the bed and the exorcist. Right, right. Or no, it's vomit like, or whatever. Yeah, it's like when they try to. It's like when a parent tries to read a book that their kid got at school at the teachers, uh, you know, at the council meeting, and the school council turns off the mic and is like, "You're not allowed to read that filth in here." And it's like, no, that's the point. You're giving this filth to elementary kids. But when I try to read it to you, you get offended and, and refuse to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, the, the teachers' union has got to be the biggest scam in the world, right? Because ha- as a teacher, you have to contribute to the union, and then they take your money and give it to the Democrats who reinforce the union to get it bigger, and then they get more money that they can give the Democrats like a, a feedback loop of corruption. And, and your kids have to go to school. Yeah, of course. Of course. No, it's – uh. It's a very troubling situation we find ourselves in. Thank you very much for that call, Tim. Let's go now to Clown Car in Brooklyn. Clown Car, you are on the air. You say you figured out uh, something about the COVID shots. Is that right? Thanks for calling in, Clown Car. Yeah, we seem to have a problem with thyroids and endocrine, and uh, doctors seem to be ordering biopsies on everybody who have an issue, and it seems that there's a lot more people than we realize. So you think the shots are attacking the thyroid? A hundred percent. People who are going in who didn't have either the the heart problems or the breathing problems, that's the other problem. So you need to look. And anybody who's had a thyroid issue recently with the doctor, it's attacking the endocrine. 
Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> that's the crazy thing about these shots, man. They They attack you in so many different ways, right? The blood clots thing, the myocarditis aspect. And myocarditis is not... It's like a casual thing. It's not just something that, like, you get and it's like, you know, having a runny nose. I mean, having myocarditis, you have a 50% chance of dying in the next five years. So when they talk about a spike in myocarditis and things like the army that have been revealed now, if you are diagnosed with myocarditis, it's it's a coin flip as to whether or not you live until 2028. It doesn't end then. It's not like you get 2028 and you're good to go. It's like it's even, you know, greater of a risk 10 years or 15 years down the line. So, and then, of course, the spike proteins uh, go to the ovaries and the testes. They go through the brain barrier, the uh, blood-brain barrier. The way that this vaccine attacks humanity is, again, it's like it has to be on purpose. There's no way that they just accidentally made something that's so perfectly engineered to destroy human beings in a in a soft kill way not in a way that they get injected and just die i mean that does happen but it'd be a little bit obvious if that was the case no they've planted time bombs in the veins of billions of people worldwide and it's utterly horrific i would not be surprised at all if the thyroid was also affected severely by this thanks for the call clown card let's go to marshall in arizona now you want to talk about the book of enoch in Drag Queen Storytime, I brought up the uh, Book of Enoch yesterday. We were talking about alien technologies. Uh, go ahead, Marshall. You're on the air. Hi. Um, uh, long-time listener, big-time fan. I, I loved the show yesterday. You and Owen ought to get together more often. Um, it was very entertaining. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I was uh, interested in the parallels that you, you brought up from uh, the Book of Enoch and how the demons would give technologies to the humans uh, way before they would normally develop them on their own, and then it messes up the development of the humans, and uh, I just kind of thought it was the same thing with the uh, drag queen story time that uh, basically they're giving or teaching kids about, uh, you know, sexual reproductive technology way, 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 way before. Before they're ready for it. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, but that is a good sort of parallel to it, that humanity uh, has to reach a certain level of maturity as a whole before they're introduced to certain ideas, just in the same way that a little kid needs to develop to a certain level of maturity before you introduce sexual concepts or even concepts about violence or death. Like, I'm not about to explain to my two-and-a-half-year-old like what murder is, right? Or especially what a drag queen is. He's just not ready for that. He doesn't have his feet underneath him yet. Uh, And so the idea is that in the book of Enoch, there are these stories of demons giving technology to humanity. And it's technology in sort of a a loose form, but uh, they talk about weaponry. They talk about writing. They talk about makeup is another like technology. You know, it says like the demons... You know, this particular demon taught humans how, you know, taught women how to paint their faces to look more beautiful. And you think it's such like a, so ubiquitous, it's everywhere. But if nobody had done it before, and then somebody decided to paint their face, like that's a, that's a bizarre, and it just makes them look more beautiful, not in like a war paint, but like actual, to, to enhance their attractiveness. It's like a 
bizarre technology. And I was talking about this to a, um, an Orthodox friend of mine, and his interpretation of this was like, it's not like the technologies are evil necessarily, but the demons introduce humans to this technology before humanity is mature enough to appropriately deal with it. So it's like, it's like giving a bunch of weapons to a bunch of children. It's like they're not ready to responsibly handle those weapons. So you give this technology to humans when they're still in a semi-feral state and evil comes of it. Whereas if they'd waited until humanity had progressed to a certain level, then they could have been introduced to this technology without the adverse side effects of the technology. So uh, I, I think that's an interesting concept. And of course, we were talking about the idea of alien technology and aliens have given humans technology. And it's like, well, demons give humans technology and that has precedent all the way back in the in the bc area and uh, era in the book of enoch they're talking about that Infowars is a one-of-a-kind operation and so please go to Infowars store and just make a donation and you can make it one time or recurring you have a little profile there cancel anytime every 15 days every month every three months every six months up to nine months you can go in and every month or every week whenever you want you program it you just click it and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees that are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4 sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free, and that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you.